You're tuned into the all new Freedom 106.5. 106.5. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good afternoon, Trinidad and Tobago. Hey, good afternoon to the world. Good afternoon to you and you and you. Everyone who's locked on, this is Freedom 106.5 FM. Oh, yeah, this is the station where you get to speak your mind. It's where talk matters. Carrie Vina Company, I'm going all the way to 3 p.m. It's just about seven minutes after 12, and I know some of y'all are out having lunch. So I'm taking a little five minutes power nap, but yeah, big up you. All my silent listeners, good afternoon. But right now, we're gonna jump straight into Diabetes and You, and I have here my good, good friend, Andrew Danu. What's up? Good afternoon. <laughs> Hi, Kari. Nice to see you. Yes. How long I work with you? What's going on? <laughs> I know I'm so happy to do a program with you. I'm very happy. Mm. And um, so we do have a very special program today. And we, we're going to be talking up about front of package labeling. We're going to be talking about ultra processed foods. Mm-hmm. And of course, about some of the work that the Healthy Caribbean Coalition is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get into that, into that conversation very soon. But as we usually do, uh, I like to tell our listeners um, what's going on at the association. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also streaming live on, on, on our Facebook page. So persons listening there could send us messages and we'll be able to take your questions if you have any. Mm. Um, but what's going on the, at the association? So it's coming very close to November. Uh, November, of course, is Diabetes Awareness Month. Mm. Um, and we have a load of activities across the entire month. November 14th is World Diabetes Day. And on that day, we're going to be doing a National Day of Outreach. Mm. So all of our 20 branches throughout the country are going to be doing activities. So testing and um counseling and, and, and educational sessions and outreaches um so look out for that on november 14th our youth arm is actually going to be doing um uh outreaches in secondary schools as well so we're looking out for schools and school participation on that day um we also have our run coming up our run mm-hmm. that and this is uh the third year that we're putting on the run uh, together with of course tattle and tattle life um, the run is going to be on Sunday 28th. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we're going to be launching a run so persons can be able to register. Nice. It's 140 if you're a non-member, $100 if you're a member of the association. You get a, a really, really nice medal, mm-hmm. one of a kind. Uh, we're going to launch it soon. You'll see but what it looks Andrew, like. Andrew, right. I, w- I want to find out, how do you join the association? Where do we go? Yeah. So, so to join the association you either visit our head office or one of our branches mm-hmm. um we do have our website set up but soon we're going to be having or taking online payments mm-hmm. and actually in november we're going to be launching the new scheme of memberships where persons could become a member and we have a a, a load of discounts and and, and benefits oh. you could get for membership nice, so right nice. now there are a few but we're gonna we're partnering with over 100 companies very soon mm-hmm. uh you'll be able to get discounts at pharmacies and at physicians and approach groceries so you'll be getting those very very soon yes, um, in november yes. we're going to be launching that so we'll talk some more about that carrie mm-hmm. very soon <laughs> and you need to be a member as well 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 well, well. look me here <laughs> <laughs> but let me just remind our listeners before we continue guys don't forget you can call us you can talk to andrew danu it's all about diabetes and you and i know you have diabetes i know you have some questions don't forget my lines to call me 627 2257 we are even taking those whatsapp messages as well you can send us that message to 3061065 so andrew danu i know we have real plenty of things to talk about today definitely and so so before again i introduce uh daniel who's our guest from atc um 
persons have been asking us about these TGMs, and we do have it stock, and we're getting some more. Uh, we have a, a long waiting list, but mm -hmm. most importantly, we need to raise funds for our children with diabetes mm -hmm. for the CGM. So we want to get 100 by the end of the year. We're going to be having our ride that. Um, so run that and ride that used to be one event, but now it's separate. And our ride that event, which is our cycling event, is going to be on uh, November 5th, Sunday, November 5th. Um, and persons could register for that. You'll get a medal as well, and you get lots of lots of prizes. But of course. That's an aid of raising funds to raise funds for our children's CGM program. So we're looking out for that. Um, just a reminder about the theme for this year. And this year, the theme for Diabetes Awareness Month is Know Your Risk, Know Your Response. Uh -huh. So we want to make sure persons know about their risk for diabetes. And if they do have diabetes or are at risk for diabetes, then what they should do. Mm. So that's what, we, that's what we're going to be doing. Nice, um, nice. Just as a, well, we, of course, we have lots of other activities in November, but we'll be talking about that as the as the, as the weeks go up, nice. go go by. But let's let's get to our guest, Carrie. Um, we we need to chat with our our guest today, and <clears throat> our guest today is Danielle Walwyn, and she is from the Healthy Caribbean Coalition, mm -hmm. um, HCC, and she's going to talk a bit more about HCC. But HCC is based in Barbados, but it's really an umbrella organization. The Diabetes Association is part of HCC. Um, so I want to introduce her. So she is the advocacy officer um, at the GHAI Childhood Obesity Prevention Program at the Health Caribbean Coalition. And as an advocacy officer, Daniel works with the ATC team in executing the regional obesity prevention projects, which build support for adoption of healthy food policies across CARICOM, while also strengthening the voices of civil society and advocating for those who are most, most vulnerable. Danielle coordinates the Healthy Caribbean Youth Capacity Building Advocacy and Networking Initiatives. She also holds a master's degree from Queen's University, Canada, with a specialization in health promotion. Um, she is a certified fitness instructor, uh, and you should see her in some of her classes. Um, whenever we have meetings, she always has, a, has us dancing. <laughs> but uh, I want to introduce Danielle to the program. Welcome, Hi, Danielle. Danielle. Thank you for being here. Thank you both so much. It's wonderful. And thank you for inviting ATC to be a part of this conversation. And so, so Daniel, before we continue, I just want to, want to tell the listeners a little bit more about HCC. Uh, in Trinidad and Tobago, many persons may not be too familiar with, with ATC and the work that ATC does. However, they would have seen ads, they would have seen initiatives um, that we promote. And of course, you all promote in Trinidad. So tell the listeners mm -hmm. a little bit about ATC. Yes, Andrew. So... The Healthy Caribbean Coalition, as you mentioned, Andrew, our secretariat is based in Barbados. We're a non-for-profit organization, but as you mentioned, rightfully mentioned, we're also an umbrella of civil society organizations that are very focused on the prevention and control of non-communicable diseases, NCDs, um, including uh, DAT as one of our members, and we also work very closely with the TTNCDA. Uh, we work across all non-communicable diseases and particularly across the risk factors. So uh, alcohol consumption, physical activity, uh, among others. But a lot of our work most recently has been focused on unhealthy diets and really trying to do what we can to advocate for healthy food environments. And so we work with regional organizations like CARFA, um, PAHO, um, 
And we also work with international organizations on that very same mission. So looking forward to chatting a bit more about some of the work that we do. Mm -hmm. And definitely. And, and we've been working with ATC for quite some time. And of course, um, we just like other organizations around around the Caribbean, we try to, to, to align ourselves with what HCC is doing and of course what, what some of the other civil society organizations are doing. Um, but I want to get us quick get to the topic because this is really the hot topic for today. And of course, for the last few years we've been trying to get to this point. And it's it's mm -hmm. very um it's very pertinent now because of course we'll talk about the vote that's gonna come up and we'll mention that soon. But we want to talk about front of package labeling and for most persons across the caribbean they may not know what front of package labeling is carrie do you know what front of package labeling all i know is that the package in front of what i'm going to eat that's all there i know go, <laughs> but before so, we continue I, I see that my lines are ringing already so i don't know sure, if you want to take, take you want to take the call let's see yeah, who's there hi good the afternoon you're live hi good afternoon you're live all right well You'll try us back again, but let's continue. Sure. Yeah, so if we, if we get a call, we can take it. Sure, no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Daniel, tell us what is front of package labeling and why is it important? Yes, Andrew, so maybe I'll start with the why. Mm -hmm. So just to give us kind of context for our conversation. So as we know, we, we describe it as a nutrition transition. So we over the last couple of decades our diets have transitioned significantly mm. carrie i don't know if you would agree before yes. we used to eat a lot, yeah, a lot more um fresh foods and now our diets have transitioned to a lot of packaged products mm. that are widely available tend to be quite cheap heavily marketed mm -hmm. and they tend to be very high in salt sugar and fat and unfortunately you know we started the conversation talking about um, non-communicable diseases and the caribbean has one of the highest rates of non-communicable diseases in the world high rates of obesity and we know that unhealthy diets are one of the driving factors so when we're talking about front of package labeling as carrie said rightfully so it's essentially putting the nutrition information on the front right. of the package mm. and we need that because as i mentioned before our diets have really transitioned to being unfortunately a lot of these packaged products that are high in the salt sugar and fat uh, so there are a number of different front of package labeling systems hundreds but the octagonal front of package warning labeling system so that's you know, we know that the shape, the octagon, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, that would essentially say high in sodium, fat and sugar placed on the front of a package that has proven to be the most effective labeling system. Mm. So it puts that information in a really easy to understand way mm. for everybody on the front of package products. Mm, nice. Because mm. what we so have now, it's in the back mm -hmm. and it's usually small it? like this. So you're not going to take your time to turn around the, the product to squeeze in and look. Yeah, it should really go in the front. A hundred percent small. Um, it's confusing it is. as well. Uh, we, Andre, I, I bet we'll get to this, but we would have recently had a, a region-wide call to action around this where civil society organizations met with members of the public to talk about octagonal front of package warning labeling. 
And that's one of the things they were saying. Mm. The pack of the pack is so difficult to understand uh, and particularly for older adults in terms of actually being able to see the information. Mm. Um, they said themselves, these are, you know, average people in the supermarket or wherever they may have had their activities saying it's really challenging. So again, we need something that's quick, easy, fast um, to understand at the front of front of the pack. Mm -hmm. And so, so um, and, and Carrie rightly said it because most people don't even turn the package around to read. Nope. Um, even far more people don't know how to interpret the, yeah, the, the exactly. numbers there how to read it properly so having something and again that octagon is like a stop sign everybody knows the everybody knows what a stop like a stop sign yeah. looks like if you could clearly see that a package has high sugar or high salt or high fat then you could make an informed decision about what you purchase what okay. you give your children or, or how much of it that you can how much of it you could consume and you could clearly see it in less than a second mm. if this food Literally. is good literally here so compared to turning it around and looking for it and trying to figure out trying to compare daily values trying to figure out because of course on the back of a package you're not going to see if it's high or if it's low you're just going to see percentages or grams yeah, yeah. and you really don't know the average consumer doesn't know how to interpret it yeah um exactly so, so that's so that's really where the importance of front of package labeling is and i want to hear from our listeners as well about if they've ever seen it. And we've seen a few products in Trinidad with front of package labeling, Black Octagon, but it's imported in from, from, from Latin American countries. Mm. Um, uh, we, we've, see, we've seen that. And of course, you can see it clearly on the package if you mm. should have it, if you shouldn't have or it, or how much of it. Let, um, let me bring an example. Um, I go I go to the one of those groceries and I saw on Vetsin, you know Vetsin, right? It have on top mm. high MSG in the front mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. when i saw that i say but well, okay i'm not gonna buy that right but then mm -hmm. when i looked at other stuff that i put in my basket it don't show you it don't show you how much yeah. high in sugar yeah. or or high in salt but mm -hmm. i i'm i'm leaning to think that it's something like a marketing strategy you know what i'm saying so like if mm -hmm. they put that then people may or may not buy it or they may not buy as much as if you understand what i'm saying so Maybe it's a marketing strategy. Why they put it to the back? Yeah. And also a marketing strategy. Why they don't want to put it in the front? <laughs> ding, ding, uh. ding. <laughs> yeah, and, and just to comment on that, Carrie. So I, I love that point that you made, Andrew, because that's what it really comes down to is empowering all of us in the supermarkets to make decisions now that we know what's mm. in our food and again the evidence has been shown that there have been decreases in consumption because yeah. as you're saying carrie people now know yeah uh so the evidence does you indicate we get um, a call yeah let's take this call hi good afternoon you're live good afternoon hey from Pinal, Durbasa. Durbasa Trace. talk to us yeah. um so the information is on the package right some of these things are small and you you flip them over and you can't read it but it's there in your hand mm -hmm. i i don't understand what level of intelligence we are ascribing to the average shopper mm -hmm. i think it is it is um the onus is on the shopping public to know that the information is on the package 
and I have to be able to read it and understanding it because reading it is one thing if you can read it some of these words longer than my name mm. right and um, after you read it uh, it might be perfectly okay for a person in a particular health profile in a age range and so on but mm. not for me mm-hmm. so all of that is on you to know and anything that is questionable leave it alone go over to the section where they do have labels the fruit and vegetable section mm-hmm. or pak choy that's <laughs> the only thing you will see there and the price mm. barcode <laughs> you know that kind of thing i'm talking about mm. you don't have all that fine print on pak choy right so i'm just saying right if you're going to be dicey because um, the information is at the back and then you cannot understand it and when you do understand it you don't know how it applies to you well how can any manufacturer or any legislation improve that for you it's in your hand and the information is on it mm. i want some comments on that thank uh, you all right thank you so much thanks to Barbara Trace yeah thanks daniel you wanna comment on that first appreciate the comments on the 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 desire to have and consume healthier foods i think we can all agree on that one mm-hmm. but to comment on the labeling system again it is difficult to understand uh the the it's difficult to understand full stop and i think you'll hear that from i think you just heard that from just us on the call here and yeah. commenting on what other people have said and so the the octagonal warning label again is an equalizer so no matter how old you are um our caller just mentioned that some things are really difficult to even understand on yeah. the back of the package so no matter how old you are no matter where you come from you're able to identify as andrew said from the beginning that stop sign yeah. and you're able to identify that it says high in sugar fat and salt yeah. it's an equalizer there's no need to feel like you have to get another degree or be sensitized to how to use yeah. the back of pack yeah. you know again it's all about giving people easy to understand information mm. quickly um and to give them correct information yeah. quickly so that they can make uh, an informed right decision thought. yeah and to make an informed decision yeah. exactly let's let's take another call hi good afternoon you live sorry dear I must apologize about why that was mm-hmm. that's okay concord yesterday and we fixing up the phone and the mg self people call all right all right don't call no names now look it's uh talk to me what's up I must apologize sorry about that that's okay love talk to me no well, I just called to apologize because I'm never call you all right all right all right look it's that's all thanks so much Thanks so much. But he mis- like he mistake her. Yes, like he does. <laughs> but Daniel like I got your point. I got your point and this is something that we need to see on our products and and the, the stuff that we buy in the grocery stores. I mean, I think we'll hurt, you know. I think we'll hurt. Let's take this call. Hi, good afternoon, you live. Oh, yes. Listen to the panel. Carry Vigil. What's up? Right. I good listen to Dr. Sanchez. I went and collect my uh, money. What a one day living, ma. Yes, yes, yes. So I collect it as much as time, but I'm not diabetic. I'm not even borderline, so I still keep it. I still check in because I'm very concerned about my health. Mm. So back to Carrie. Yeah. Um, Vetsin. Did you say Vetsin? Yeah, I said Vetsin earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to stop using that immediately. I... That is a hard mouth arteries. I That's know, I so... know. <laughs> so, yes, but we wanted to live long. Mm. 
Okay, I will forget to you. All right, buddy. No problem. Right. Have a good one. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right. Well, it's another conversation about Betson and MSG, eh? uh, mm. which I will have on another day. Um, but there are misconceptions about MSG because there's MSG in lots of foods that we eat naturally. Mm. MSG is only bad things we think MSG does to us. It really doesn't. Really? Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll address that on another day. Mm-hmm. That's for another day. We'll chat about that on another day. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of, lot of misconceptions about it. My, my, li- um, my line's lighting up like a Christmas tree here, boy. But well, I let, won't let, let's take, take let's the next one. Hi, good afternoon. Yeah. You're live. Hello and good afternoon. Hi, afternoon. Welcome. What I would like to know is um, the goodly person I'm on your panel could highlight if we have any standard up in this country, like actually pay attention to all these products that are coming in and the label and like who actually pay attention to it, you know. Mm. Have a good day. I'll just know. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Well, actually, chemistry, food and drugs in Trinidad and Tobago and the Ministry of Health right now. Um, and we'll talk about it in a while because there is a, a labeling standard, a regional labeling standard that 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 CARICOM is going to agree on. Mm-hmm. Part of which is front of package labeling. Um, but this entire labeling standard um, has to be updated is being updated and again this is why we wanna we want we need CARICOM to to, 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 to be in agreement and Daniel we'll talk some more about that in a bit front of package labeling is part of the labeling standard and I agree because of course beyond the legislation we also need to have implementation and enforcement because we we see a lot of products on the shelves mm. of supermarkets and parlors and in, 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 in shops um, a lot of these products are imported from God knows where because you don't have English writing on the products. Um, you don't know what's in the product. A lot of, a lot of these candies and treats, um, you see them all over the place. So you really need to have enforcement of the labeling standards. Um, and that's what's going to, that's what's going to happen once the new labeling um, legislation or rather the new, new labeling standard is agreed across CARICOM and then we can implement it in countries. So I want to segue to that in a, in a bit, but I know we do have to take a short break. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get back, we're going to be talking about that with Daniel. Um, again, we were with Daniel Walwyn from the Healthy Craving Coalition. We're talking about front of package labeling and, and, and I'm going to get to ultra processed foods as well. Mm. You're tuned into the all new Freedom 106.5. 106.5. Welcome back. It's Freedom 106.5 FM, and we are here with Andrew Dan, who it's all about diabetes and you. Welcome back, guys. Hi, Kari. And of course, Kari, we have our special guest, Daniel Walwyn from the Healthy Caribbean Coalition. We're chatting about uh, front of package labeling. And before the break, we did have a lot of interaction from our listeners. Um, and we want to continue that, so give us a call, send us a WhatsApp message, and we'll be happy to, to have you join in the, in the conversation. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, however, Daniel did mention that there were different types of, of front-of-package labeling. Um, now, we are advocating for the high-end or the black octagonal warning system, warning labels. Uh, I just want Daniel to share a little bit about why that is the, the labeling standard we would like to see implemented across Caribbean. Thanks, Andrew. And long story short, if I had to describe it in one word, it's the evidence, right? We have evidence that continues to show that the octagonal front of package warning label is the most effective in helping consumers quickly, easily, correctly identify foods high in salt, sugar, and fat. So those same 
persons um, who are living with non-communicable diseases or otherwise, again, for just us to make informed decisions. Uh, that is the labeling system that we are advocating for, as you mentioned. So for example, in terms of evidence, there's a lot of in, uh, evidence, again, internationally, but regionally, we would have had a study that was conducted by PAHO, um, the Ministry of Health and UTech in Jamaica, where, again, they looked at shoppers in Jamaica, compared different labeling systems, including the high-end octagonal warning label, for example, the traffic light system, Faxum Front, and again, the octagonal warning label was the golden star. It proved to be effective in helping people identify um, products with critical nutrients, least harmful products. So again, we're seeing that the evidence is pointing towards this particular labeling system. And then last month, what are we in? September, August, uh, Barbados would have actually implemented another study in, sorry, PAHO uh, in Barbados, where they would have been looking at, again, what if, what if octagonal warning labels were implemented? What would happen? And they found that 16% of NCD-related deaths could be averted. They found that there would be $732 million saved in NCD-related costs. So again, we're seeing the benefits, well, the evidence, again, evidence that's free of conflict of interest is again showing that that's the golden star, that's the top, and there's so many benefits for the consumer, their economic benefits, so it is just a win-win. And we need, as consumers, we, I imagine everybody, as listeners to you want decisions to be made that are based on evidence and based on facts. We deserve the best, and uh, again, the octagonal warning label continues to be that that golden golden standard. And so we would have seen, or a lot of persons may have seen different types of warning labels. And as um, I always like to, I always like, well, I always remember this analogy that at Fabio from, from Paho had given one time, which is um, looking at the traffic light warning system, which is a, a type of warning system people may think is nice because it's colorful. I'm sure you probably saw it already, Carrie. You would have seen like a red if it's high, yellow yeah. if it's medium, mm -hmm. or green. Yep. And you, you just see a little panel there. Yeah. Um, and of course, you might think that it's it, it that might be a preferable type of warning system but uh, i was like when fabio would have said that you know if you're at a traffic light and you see red you know it's kind of confusing <laughs> yeah so with, with with a simple black octagon that just has says high in sugar mm -hmm. high in salt based on thresholds that have been established by PAHU, that gives you all of the information you need in a, in a second mm. to make that wise decision, that wise choice. You got it, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. But this goes so, both ways, right? So like, let's say for instance, if, let's say for instance, I'm lacking calcium and I need to eat more foods high in calcium, then if you have a product and it's it has high calcium, then that label would work as well, right? We, what what where it would say high in calcium. Yeah, would well, it work that way as well? Well, 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 not really because the, the high in warning system is, is just, because it has to be simple, you can't put everything on it. Yeah. So it, it, it really only is looking at those 
those macronutrients which are important for for health, important to, to control NCDs. Oh, so it will nice, refer right, to right. Um, sugars, salts, tra- fats, trans fats, mm. um, I believe saturated fats as well. Um, and, and, and those are what the main warnings, I, I don't know if I missed oh, out any, Daniel. Right. Those are the main, um, yeah. Okay. So those are what you would okay. see. Okay. But, 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 but I want to go into a little bit about talking about these ultra processed foods because beyond beyond this high end, beyond the high end um, um, front packet labeling that we want to implement, there are other programs that HCC has been championing over the last few years, one of which is marketing to children. And, 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 and this marketing because of course and and, and Cara, we have it across Trinidad and Tobago we have mm. no regulation you will see soft drinks targeting children you will see yeah. fast food outlets targeting children um in some countries these types of advertising is banned mm. um so so Daniel I wanted to tell us a little bit about that about marketing to children about and about um what are some of the, the measures ETC is championing um in this area yeah and andrew maybe i can even take a step back so we would have launched a campaign recently a couple years ago now uh, where we were looking at ultra processed products and defining it um so i wonder if i could take a step back and just for our listeners andrew and and carrie could you give me some examples of ultra processed products that you think carrie ultra processed ultra processed so like well I don't know if it fits under this category. I see my lines lighting up, but after I make my contribution, I'll take that quote. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. So you see, like, if we'd have, um, when you go to the grocery and there's frozen, um, like, chicken nuggets, would that be considered as ultra-processed? Because, I mean, it's chicken and it's something and it's nuggets and it's frozen. So when I, when I think about ultra-processed foods, I think about those kind of foods, those types. It's as the word says, and Andrew, it's interesting. We there has actually been some guidance to consider shifting away from calling them foods to actually calling them products because Mm. they no longer resemble the food. (laughs) Yeah, they so many different iterations. Mm. Um, Well, Daniel, just before you continue, let's let's see if we have uh, the call right. We lost. Yeah, yeah, take that. Hi, good afternoon. You're live. Uh, good afternoon, good afternoon, Kari. Hey, what's Kari? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand you all talking about labeling and things, but you are not saying how much is too much. Yeah, I need you all to specify how much is too much salt, too much sugar, and so on. Mm. Please do that. All right, okay, cool. Thanks. No problem. Thanks so much. Thanks for the call. So Daniel, you want to? You, do you have the PAHO guidelines in front of you that you could make reference yeah, to? Yeah. So just just for reference, so the PAHO nutrient profile is again an evidence based uh, document uh, that is what defines color when the product is high in. Mm-hmm. So they uh, reference the they have WHO nutrient intake guidelines again, evidence based, and if the product is beyond what those guidelines are that's when it is considered high in Mm. um the exact figures andrew i know you would have done uh done some work Mm -hmm. yeah and so to translate so for example 
um, what your intake should be is should not be more than for for total fat for, fat, for example, not more than thirty percent of your total energy intake from fat. And so, if a product is higher than that, that's what constitutes the high in. But is it like like per day or per day or, or per serving or per week? How how does that go? So per day, but it's a, across a a nutrient intake right um yeah andrew i wonder if you have anything so, to yeah so yeah so 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 as daniel said it would have been it's a calculation you have to do mm. um and the calculations are a bit tedious yeah. uh, because we did we did assess some products some local products and we would have looked at if they are high in sugars fat salts um yeah. of course as daniel would have mentioned it's like percentages so basically um for fats and sugars it, yeah. it's based on a percentage of your how much total calories you should consume for the day? Uh, mm-hmm. For salt, it's usually uh, a percentage of the total mass of the of the product or the total weight of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, but the take-home message is that these calculations are difficult to do. You can't do it in your head. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to just have a sign saying "high in" when mm-hmm. when the calculation has already been done for you right. based on the evidence. Because because of course there, there there's not absolute threshold so you can't say okay greater than 10 grams of sugar which we used to say yeah um we used to say greater than 10 grams of sugar per serving is is too much mm. um but of course what constitutes a serving size yeah. manufacturers are usually the ones who determine what how big a serving size is mm. um so there are loopholes around saying something is higher or lower yeah but if you if you look at the entire product if you look at the entire mass of the product or the entire amount of calories the product has in it and you perform those calculations then you have a, a much better representation of what the product could do to you. Right. I have I have some oh, okay. Yeah, Carrie. I yeah. have some messages here on WhatsApp. Hi Carrie and good afternoon to the persons on the panel on this important topic here in the US. Products that have greater nutritional value share this info in the front under their product image in large prints, stating things such as 50% less sugar, 50% more protein, no artificial growth hormones, and nine essential nutrients. Other products must follow the U.S. FDA requirements for the nutrition facts label on packaged foods and drinks. Now, these include like the serving size, calories, daily values and added sugars, and vitamins and minerals. Now, I'm not certain what the established standards are in Trinidad and Tobago, but I would like to think that the powers that be will consider and adopt a similar standard. I'm certain products imported from the U.S. will display this information. That's one. And two, I have good afternoon, guys. Given that most crops worldwide are treated with fertilizer, how do you strike a balance between processed foods and organic foods? Thank you so much for those messages. And and I always also want to share. Well, we we do have our advocates around the Caribbean um, listening to us as well. Um, I just want to shout out Juanita from Antigua Barbuda, and Juanita just is one of our nutritionists there in Antigua Barbuda Diabetes Association. Um, and then she would have just reminded me that generally you want to have less than one teaspoon of salt per day, and um, not more than six teaspoons of sugar per day. And that's mm-hmm. in general. Um, advice that we give to persons, but of course, with the PAHO guidelines, it's a calculation that's done um, mm-hmm. based on some new some new facts. But thanks to all, to all the listeners who would have contributed so far. Um, and but Daniel, let's let's get back to we were 
chatting about marketing and, and just with the last mm -hmm. comment that was made about about um in the US and having some of those products in having multi-green and yeah. having this mm -hmm. and having that. Now those are also marketing tactics. Um because you could put a product that is has very high sugar, you could just you could you could stress that it's it's non-GMO. You can mm. stress that it has multi-green, but you could not stress that it has a lot of sugar. So True. that's why a standard is important as in, as in what are the important facts. But Daniel, you were discussing about, about marketing again. So you were talking about ultra-processed food. And the last thing I would have mentioned, yeah. I would have said, well, okay, chicken nuggets, ultra-processed. So when, yeah, just, when I just back, wanted... Yes, of course. And Carrie, that's a really good example. Um, I know we're pressed on time, so I'll just say that this issue of marketing to children is something that we're grappling with in the region. And as you mentioned, Andrew, this is something that is happening across the globe where we're seeing a lot of um, efforts being placed specifically on children and making products enticing, whether it's the look and feel of the actual product. And we know that you know exposure to those sorts of marketing strategies does impact consumption. Mm -hmm. And so that's an, why that has to be one of our policies that we're putting together. So this octagonal warning label, the uh, policy related to marketing, uh, again, it needs to be this comprehensive approach that we use. One thing I'll say just to kind of bring the two together in terms of octagonal warning labeling, again, um, especially Andrew, as you mentioned, the school environment, one thing that it can do is better identify which products should be in and out of school environments, um, which again is really critical when we're talking about a place that's supposed to be a, a protected space. Um, so it supports that. And Andrew, I know you, you Trinidad has the their their budgeting conversation happening soon. And so just a note on taxation as well that it can. Um, also again indicate perhaps products that can be taxed but it also again clearly outlines products that should be subsidized so just wanted to include that point mm -hmm. on you know the octagonal warning labeling helping the individual consumer but also on that policy level front um, it can be really enabling and effective but yes we definitely need to do something about the marketing of on uh, ultra processed products we know the harms that it does uh, for um, again contributing to obesity and non-communicable diseases and again what is really troubling to me because these are some of the things that i track is the effort that's being put into marketing these products to children. It really shouldn't be, especially when we know that this is connected to an overconsumption, especially when we know um, its impact on um, developing obesity and NCDs. And when you think about it, just a, another point um, around ultra processed products is think about it this way. They are products that have elements that have been engineered in a lab mm. like that's what we mm. are consuming which is it's wild aren't to think about it yes. but that's essentially what they are so again the octagonal warning labeling system helps you identify those products but i think this also needs to be a conversation happening about at the same time around um, increasing access to healthy foods mm. as well Mm -hmm. And that is very important, Daniel, because that's often what people will say. And you want to make 
um, what we already eat more unaccessible or, or you want to tax it or but again you're not putting effort into making healthier foods accessible available yeah. cheaper and I, I really want to see i know i know we've been having these conversations on, on freedom this week about the budget and i really want to see efforts made towards that efforts made towards making foods healthier healthier foods rather more accessible more available subsidized for persons to consume because to be honest and i mean there is there is the the debate across across the world is eating healthier more expensive yes to the average person yes it is um of course the argument could be made no it isn't if it is that you are going to cook the food for yourself but in in a very busy world it's very difficult to mm-hmm. carry <laughs> yes it, it is <laughs> because just um yesterday afternoon i went to buy a pong of tomatoes i get four tomatoes you know for twelve dollars and four, you know, I said, I said, what's supposed, what's supposed to do with this? I can't make a good salad and say, you know, I will eat a little salad this afternoon. It is very expensive, and I think I that know, I even... healthy food supposed to be, you know, reasonable enough so that people could, you know, um, go towards it and, and and eat more healthier. But then again, remember, if you if you want to buy uh, um, a salad outside, no. It might be ex- it might be expensive, but it will be cheaper than when you have to go out there and buy the different mm-hmm. ingredients and put it together. You know, so they're making yeah. these but fast foods. It takes more time, and it, it, they're making these fast foods easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Easily accessible, and, and, that's, and that's why I'm also an advocate for. And, and I, our minister of health is trying to work on that, getting healthier food options. Like I, I don't want to say healthier fast food, mm. but healthier options that that persons could, when persons want to do buy food, mm. there are healthier options available for them. Mm. Uh, because we are living in a very busy world, and persons are um, it's difficult for persons to to, to to cook the food all the time that they need to. Yeah. Um, as you were talking about tomatoes, I actually saw in a supermarket yesterday some slices of three slices of tomatoes being sold in a package what? Uh, for $12. <laughs> three slices uh, of tomatoes. Slices, you know. Yeah. No, man, that's slices, ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, Carrie, I, I, I have a next message here. Hi, Carrie. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to everyone on the panel. Ultra-processed foods typically have five or more ingredients. They tend to include many additives and ingredients that are not typically used in home cooking such as preservatives emules fires i don't know what is that sweeteners and artificial colors and flavors these foods generally have a long shelf life ultra processed foods are like ice cream ham sausages crisps mass produced bread breakfast cereal biscuit carbonated drinks fruit flavored yogurts gin rum okay cool Included whiskey. <laughs> all right. They only touch me. Only touch me, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right? So, this person here listed out a few foods that are considered ultra-processed. Danielle? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, um, no, I, I'll leave it at that. Yes, mm-hmm. those are examples. And there are processed and ultra-processes. And, and one key takeaway I've been thinking from that, person is you can't make these things in your kitchen i will i can make ice cream. all these elements as she said the avid additives and preservatives mm. and artificial flavors so to me that alone um is a bit of a deterrent like mm. you you can't yeah. eat these things oh, but i like ice cream 
I like ice cream. <laughs> well, well, carry ice cream. Ice cream could be considered you if you make ice cream at home, and if you make it, it will take too way. long. Oh my gosh! Yeah. it would take forever. But I mean, but I mean, there are ways. There are ways around it. But, but the thing with ultra processed foods, if you go into any school cafeteria right now, ninety mm-hmm. percent of the foods that are sold, the products that are sold mm. are ultra processed. Yeah, all of those shiny packed snacks and and bottled yeah. soft drink. Yeah, ultra processed. And then what you see in the cafeteria walls, you see advertising. Yeah. Then what you see during the sports day, you see packages from these products, you see hampers from these products, mm. you see sponsorship, sponsorship from these products. Yeah. 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 I have so another question please. from someone. This sugar-free ice cream, is that considered as ultra-processed foods? Andrew? It can. It can be considered as an ultra-processed food. Because um, then it, it has sweeteners so in it, right? It does. And But the thing is, we... And, and Safety, guys. Safety. All right. So, we've been... Science and... But the thing is, these foods are there and children consume it every single day. And that's why we need to limit it. So just like we would have banned soft drinks in schools, mm. we need to ban all processed foods in schools. In schools and well. that's the next progression we need to take, and we need to work on work towards that. Mm. Uh, I do know we just have about five minutes left. The conversation has been going so well, the time is running away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to give Daniel the opportunity to give us her closing thoughts. Um, on behalf of herself and on behalf of HCC, um, so what's next? What are some other projects that are happening? Um, what should we look out for in Trinidad and Tobago? Thanks, Andrew. Okay, I will be as quick as I can. So in addition to, of course, this, well, connected to this healthy food policy work, um, the Healthy Caribbean Coalition is also really focused on um, highlighting uh, conflicts of interest and industry interference and advocating for tools to address these issues that might have to be another session on its own Um, but long story short ensuring that the public's health continues to be the center focus and and um yeah to be the center focus and of course andrew as you know another big thing for us is youth engagement and for youth to continue to be sensitized as to the issues that are happening because really the decisions that we're making now including around this octagonal warning label will impact these generations to come so i guess my final thoughts is around the campaign that we launched again just highlighting all the things that we spoke about today uh Octagonal, it's called Octagoning Warning Labels Helps Consumers Act on Facts. A big part of our conversation today was around evidence, was around facts. And I just want to leave some key messages here. We all deserve to know what's in our food and octagonal warning labels allow for that. We deserve the best health. I think that's something we can all agree on. And we deserve the tools to help us get there. Uh, We deserve honesty. Um, and we deserve the best label. So we're really, really hoping that CARICOM votes in favor of the octagonal warning label. Thanks so much, Andrew. And thanks, Daniel. And and Carrie, as we wrap up, uh, I want to thank... Do we have a call? No, we don't have a call. But what I wanted to for you to do, Andrew, is can you go over again what the Diabetes Association is looking forward to? Just so our listeners wouldn't forget. Yes, yes. So, so at that, so we're going to be doing our, well, of course, we're preparing for our, um, our sixth, oh, wow, 
stand up. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we're preparing for our um, World Diabetes Day or our Diabetes Awareness Month. Uh, this month is, of course, in November. We have our Run That, which is our 5K, which is going to be on November 26th. You could begin registering by from tomorrow. You visit rundat.org, R-U-N-D-A-T-T.org. You can register for the race. Uh, of course, it's a walk or a run, and a run, you're going to medal, t-shirt, bag, bought lots of, lots of things, and of course, you're supporting the association. We also have Ride That, which is the cycling event, and that's going to take on November, take place on November 5th. That event is in aid of our CGM program to gain, to get CGMs for our 150 children with diabetes. Um, so we're doing that activity. We have our National Day of Outreach, which is November 14th. Uh, that is... Um, Across the country, we're going to be doing testing and lots of activities on World Diabetes Day. We have our, our youth outreach, which is in, in secondary schools on November 14th as well. And we also have our Carlton Philip Diabetes Symposium on mm -hmm. November 18th. Of course, all members of the public are invited to that. That's a free event. Um, at, at UE, we're going to be having that event. Um, also, look out for diabetic eye screening. Every week, we go into different community. Give us a call at the association if you're with diabetes and you have not had your eyes when that dilated eye exam seven three two eight eight what's a call and make an appointment we're in a location close to you i believe we're in tunapuna next week mm -hmm. um so we're in a location close to you we go different locations every month um so that's something to to note mm -hmm. give us a call and do that of course you have lots of other activities coming up so yes. that's what's happening at that carry um but i know we have to wrap up and i'm very happy again that we had daniel here and mm -hmm. i want to say thanks to all of our listeners all of, all of our viewers on facebook who would have contributed would have sent messages and get called us all of our advocates across the caribbean who are listening on and of course i want to thank etc for supporting this work and supporting our efforts in trinidad and tobago and of course um freedom 106.5 so yes. uh next week we're going to be chatting very interesting topic next week. We're going to be chatting about diabetes and genetic testing. Ooh. So we do have genetic testing in Trinidad and Tobago available. That's so we're going to be chatting um, with a very special guest next week about that. So nice. that's it for today, Carrie. Thank you very much, Andrew. I don't know if I'll be here next week, but, you know, I look forward to working with you. <laughs> Thanks Definitely so much. Too. Thank you, Daniel, for joining us. Thank you, Carrie. Have a good Take one. Care. Bye.